What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. This is Daniel, and I'm joined with my co-host, John. And we really just wanted to start a podcast to help out um, new fathers, whether it be athletes or, you know, new dads who just want to get healthy because they, you know, have the offspring that they want to play with in the future. So um, what brought this podcast up is I recently just had a son as well. He's actually six months old today. And I just wanted to kind of add a little bit back to the community. I'm a personal trainer. I have been for a while. Um, I also have some fitness books out on Amazon. And yeah, I mean, you'll learn a little bit more about that as the podcast goes on. But I just want to give you a little bit of background about me before we get started. And uh, John, this is a podcast. You can talk. Oh, oh. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> so my silent partner over here <laughs> is also a very accomplished athlete and uh, still very competitive in long distance running. Um, you're also in cyclocross and what else? Uh, that's about it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of whittled it down a little bit throughout the years because of the whole okay. bad thing. So Yeah, yeah. And uh, your son is how old now? He's actually 12. 12. And you had uh, Sully at the height of your competition years, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I got you. I was still a young buck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, so one of the big questions that I get um, asked and that I see come up in some various Facebook groups that I'm on is people who have never worked out before. They, you know, they have a son now, or I'm sorry, they have a child now, whether it be a son or a daughter, and they just really want to learn how to get in shape. You know, they never really cared before, but whenever your wife's pregnant, you're eating too. So, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of dads put on the weight as the missus does whenever they're in the pregnancy phase. Yeah, so, so with that one, it was kind of, I didn't really have a problem with that because I was a, an endurance athlete, so... And we all have like body dysmorphia problems, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking the whole time like I'm not eating that. So I, I really didn't have that problem, but yeah, I do see it a lot um, in friends yeah. and, and and definitely people that I work with and things that don't that don't normally work out or or even you know see it inside of a gym. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, that was kind of the same thing for me. Um, I've been a personal trainer for wow a very long time now. Now that I think about it. And, you know, just professionally, it was not too hard for me to keep the weight off because, you know, I work out, I work in the gym, so it's kind of hard to say, oh, I don't have time to work out right now. Oh, yeah. But um, whenever my son was first born, luckily it was right before this coronavirus stuff hit and I was able to be back there. He was in the NICU for the first two weeks because he was five weeks premature. And, man, those two weeks were hell. Like every spare, every time I could spare 15 minutes, I was over at the hospital because the hospital, you know, he was born at Fry, so he was three minutes away from the gym. So I was over there as much as possible, and I don't care what anybody says, eating healthy on hospital food is impossible. Only thing they had was chicken nuggets and burgers. (laughs) It was absolutely terrible. And not the best chicken nuggets and burgers either. No, no, they were not fresh meat whatsoever. (laughs) Nope. Yeah, I mean... For for us, it was, uh, or for me, um, at that point in time when we had Sully, uh, yeah, I was I was kind of racing bikes at the time and and mm-hmm. kind of trying to kind of transition into triathlon training some too, at that point. Uh, 
but yeah, I, I, I was, there was a lot of, uh, 3am runs, you know, <sighs> there was a lot of, uh, you know, especially on the weekends when mom and mom and Sully decided it was time to take a nap. It was hop on a bike and head out and do 30, 40 miles, get back yeah. in time for them to wake up and, and do those things. Um, so it was definitely a whole lot of time management. That was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was a lot of sacrifice, like sacrificing sleep. Um, you know, to try to train for triathlon, there was uh, strength training. There was your swim, your, your run, and your bike. So, you know, a lot of that was, like I said, at 3 a.m., get up, do my run, mm-hmm. get ready for work, go to work, um, you know, get in a, a swim, uh, do my laps uh, on my lunch break. And then when I, as soon as I got off, I was on the bicycle. Um, yeah. And then, you know, pounding out. 40, 50 miles or whatever. So there's a lot of time management, but there was also a lot of time when I wasn't at home. So, uh, but that's one thing I, I guess I would definitely say to anybody that's a new, a new father or father period that, uh, that's looking to get into, into endurance sports or sports or working out, just, just be weary of time management and, you know, the needs of mom and baby, because it's real easy to get wrapped up in your own head and your own desires and, and forget about that stuff. Yeah, it is. And I mean, honestly, you look at anybody looking to start working out or become healthier in general, it's about time management and prioritizing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've had clients or potential clients come in for their first time and they're like, yeah, I just can't seem to find the time to work out. But then they're all about telling you about the newest show on Netflix and everything else, you know, playing computer games, playing Xbox. I'm like, well, obviously you have spare time, but is it important enough for you to cut back on the Netflix to start lifting some weights, start going for runs? And sometimes it's not, you know, some people just have their priorities to where fitness doesn't fit into their day. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things. I think it's a lot of, a lot now to do with uh, like social media, social media, you know, TV commercials, you know, like you said, people watch so much TV, but then they get all those commercials about, you know, three hour workouts and how much time you have to spend in the gym. Yeah. And the realization is, I mean, you can work out for 15, 20, 30 minutes in your living room, mm-hmm. uh, watching your favorite TV show and still get a decent workout. Um, I, I spend a lot, I mean, I do a lot of core work and yoga stuff at home, um, at night when we're sitting down watching a family movie. Um, mm-hmm. cause I can, get down on the floor on a mat and do my thing and still be there, still be in the moment and enjoy the movie, but get, you know, a workout or a stretch in. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is priorities. Um, yeah. And that's one of my favorite things to do is, you know, at night before I go to bed, I kind of like to let my brain wander and relax. So I'll watch, you know, an episode of something on Netflix. My wife's recently started watching uh, NCIS on like Hulu or something. I don't know what it is. But anyways, I just hop on the floor and just stretch. You know, that's one of my biggest issues. I've been a lifter and a, more of an explosive athlete through jujitsu and kickboxing. And, you know, stretch hamstrings out, stretch my hips out, try to keep everything happy and healthy. I'm going for that. But no, that's, I mean, that's a perfect example of ways to fit into your day. If you want to watch TV, do some squats, do some push-ups, some sit-ups, you know, just stay active. Don't just crash out and be a couch potato while you're enjoying your show. Yeah, that's one thing. <clears throat> with my son um you know he's he's his own person um we are very very much not into uh pushing our kid to do uh you know like a lot play every sport play travel 
term travel ball this travel ball that um you know we we we've kind of showed him things he's he's played baseball he played soccer for a while um you know we encourage him um we also tell him you know when you start something you know you're gonna see it through we're not we're not mm-hmm. gonna quit we're not gonna we're not gonna stop but that's one of the things i think even you know breaking away from the gym and doing workouts at home with uh with him is it is slowly but surely he started to oh i want to do squats oh i want to be yeah. able to do 20 push-ups oh i want to be able to do 20 sit-ups so the next thing you know you're working out with your, your, you know, your kid and and they're learning those things and then yeah. they go to school and they go oh I bet you can't do any pull-ups and your kid bangs out 10 pull-ups and they're like, holy cow, you know? And it's like, yeah, because he learned that at home working mm-hmm. out with his parents. Um, so, you know, there's, I guess you have to count the pros to being at home. Um, of course, you know, he's been to this gym with me numerous times and, and mm-hmm. to the other gym when I was uptown and those things. And he likes to get on a rower and row and all those things. But that's all part of just being an example. Um, so I think that, taking the time to, to be at home and, and to work out at home really helped uh, with him too. So, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, kids kind of learn by the examples of their parents, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to eating habits. And that's one of the, oh, yeah. it's one of the worst things that I see in here is whenever a potential client or a client comes in and, you know, they're overweight or obese whenever their kid walks through the door with them, you're like, those are the same eating habits. Like your kid is overweight at this point because you're overweight. And whenever, you know, you tell them to finish your plate, maybe you put a little bit too much food on that plate for the child to eat. Because if a kid is obese, to me, that is just a terrible thing. That's setting them up for failure their entire life. You're getting a pattern started that's going to be extremely hard to break because it's one that they saw their parents doing at Mm -hmm. the same time. But no, I completely agree with that. Anytime you work out at home, you know, like Raylan, um, my son. I just, I can't wait for him to turn like four or five so he can start doing jujitsu. You know, that's going to be our father-son hobby as well. That way he can learn those patterns. He can learn how to defend himself. But yeah, you know, um, my wife, she uh, obviously had some weight to lose after the pregnancy. And she got back to her normal weight within four months of pregnancy, which was awesome. You know, I mean, she was very fit beforehand. She worked out regularly probably four years before we got pregnant and during pregnancy maintained a healthy weight. I think overall she gained about 21 pounds and yeah, you know, I mean, as soon as we had him, we got clearance from doctor. I started her out a little bit earlier than clearance, but we were just, you know, going for walks or we'd go for a little hike behind the house or she'd do some squats or something to where she didn't feel any pain. So we knew it was a good movement. After six weeks, doctor gave her the okay to start training again. So we just set up a little, you know, gym in my garage, and that's where she's been working out to this day since the Rona hit. She was a little worried about coming out into public and also bringing Raylan into public. Yeah, I mean, that's um, for us. I mean, for us, um, pregnancy went a little okay, Um, a little, little not okay. so do y'all have any issues with um, pregnancy? We, you know, we had some issues, uh, and, and it, it kind of, we had some, she had some medical issues afterwards. Um, I gotcha. and you know, a lot, well, you know, a lot of women end up with some hormone imbalances and issues mm-hmm. after pregnancy and, um, and she did. And, 
it really messed with her uh, her hormones and her, her sugar and things like that. Kind of yeah. got out of whack. Um, but it was actually kind of a, I mean, it was a bad thing, but it was a good thing. Um, that's when we kind of started, uh, actually started the whole, I mean, we really, we ate healthy anyway, but we really started to look at more of the, uh, I guess, the keto lifestyle slash uh, paleo lifestyle. Um, yeah. We cut out a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sugars, grains, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because when she went to the doctor, she was, they basically, her doctor told her she was uh, borderline diabetic. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, so did she uh, have gestational diabetes or was this after? This was the, right after. Right after. Okay, after. gotcha. Um, she just kept having some episodes and spells and we couldn't figure out what was going on. Yeah. And, and so we were like, Good thing was our doctor was like he was already on board with the paleo stuff, with the keto okay. stuff, and he was like, "Well, why don't you try that?" And I'm like, "That's what we're gonna do before we start any medication." Yeah. Um, and you know, six months later, she goes back to the doctor, and he was like, "You're perfect. You're exactly where you need to be." He's like, "I, don't even know what you're doing?" And we had, you know, here's exactly what we're doing as a family. Here's how we're eating. Because trust me, I was, I was not. I mean, as an endurance athlete. Um, I was cramming down bananas and and yeah. bars and I mean you name it. If it's it getting made that race good, fuel, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, because yeah. it was all at that point in time. You know, it was all still carb load, carb load, carb load. Mm-hmm. So I mean, spaghetti and pastas and all those things. We ate them. I ate them because I felt like I needed them. Yeah. Um, but when we cut that out, man, I mean, she she lost uh, she lost eighty eighty nine pounds or something like that. Yeah. Um, just like that um but then all of our numbers leveled out everything everything was good yeah um and, and we maintained that that's the thing that we maintain that whole uh whole way of eating you know mm-hmm. organics grow your own food you know yeah. i've always been around farming and and uh produce and things my whole life so mm-hmm. that's pretty easy um but then now i look at my son and he's the exact same way i mean he'll you know he'll go to We'll go to grandma's and grandma'll say, Hey, I just made this pie and he'll be like, Hey, it's got too much sugar in it, I don't want it. you know. I yeah. mean, so he he does exactly what we do. I mean, and it's not anything we made him do, but yeah. you know, we, we really didn't give him we didn't give him the option and go buy all the junk food and say, yeah. Oh, well if you don't want to eat what we're eating, here's here's what you can eat. We said, This is how we're eating. Yeah. This is um, food. And and he the kid, you know, what do you want for dinner tonight? I really like a salad with grilled chicken. Cool, sounds great. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that's fruits and vegetables and lean meats are what the kid loves. So yeah, um, it just goes back to that whole being at home, setting the example kind of thing, um, and then doing it as a family, uh, cooking as a family makes it yeah a lot more fun. Yeah, that was one thing that helped me um, drastically whenever I switched over and started doing the ketogenic diet because I didn't. I'd done paleo for a very long time and I just got into the keto kick, uh, I don't know, maybe four years ago. And I started learning that. And, you know, like you were talking about paleo and keto, they can kind of go hand in hand. So paleo is more of a diet as far as food selection. Keto is more of like a protocol, like macro breakdown, because you can definitely do dirty keto. (laughs) But whenever I started doing keto, I started doing it probably four or five weeks before my wife did. And, you know, I mean, when it comes meal prep time, you're literally cooking two different diets in time. So you can't buy group groceries. You can't, like, buy a lot more meats or anything like that. But whenever she got into it, 
then man, it made it so much easier because we were buying, you know, going to Sam's club instead of buying like single serving stuff, we could buy double or triple serving and then have everything to cook at once on Sundays. And that's a habit that we've had for as long as we've been married. Oh yeah. And I mean, that cuts down on a lot of time in the kitchen. You know, you're going to have that one every Sunday night, usually about six thirty or seven we're cooking and we'll just knock it all out in like two hours, but you've got every meal for the week planned out. You know exactly what you have to eat. There's no like, oh, I'm just going to run over here to Hardee's and grab a combo. You know, it's like, no, I've got food in the fridge. I can just pop it in the microwave and be done with it. I don't even have to leave. Oh, yeah. So that's helped us out a lot when it came to diet. So there's uh, staples for us, you know, eggs, hamburger, um, mm-hmm. you know, an assortment of meats, uh, you know, I mean, those are really, in, you know, the basic vegetables, you know, the broccoli, the cauliflowers, yep. um, those things. And then, you know, some fruits. We do keep occasionally keep some bananas and stuff in the house. Uh, uh, apples on occasion. Um, yeah, I mean, just the staple stuff. That's what we keep. And, and you know, nuts, uh, Brazil nuts, almonds, things like that we keep in the pantry just for snacks. Mm. But, you know. The staples, you have some staples, you can pretty much make anything. Yeah, that's it. And it makes grocery shopping a breeze, too, you know? Yep. You don't have to go down every aisle and see what the new stuff is. You know what you're going to get. Yep. You know, every now and then we'll stop by the spice aisle, try out some new stuff. We recently tried a tarragon. Oh, yeah. Like a couple weeks ago. I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. threw it on some chicken and it was, it was a little funky. I ain't going to lie. I've never tried tarragon before. Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. It was like, hey, we haven't tried this stuff before. Yeah. It was, it was a little funky. Oddly enough, those people 75 years ago were on to something. What do you mean? Those people that ate 75 years ago that ate meat and oh, yeah. veggies and yeah. and fat and butter. And, you know, I'm not a butter chugger, but I like mm-hmm. butter on my steak. Mm-hmm. I use some butter. But, you know, now we're looking back at those people and going, oh, maybe they were right. Yeah. You know, because we, we went crazy with the industrialized food and Little Debbie's and... And all that oh, mess man. and the yeah. stay fit and stay active stuff that has the ingredient list that's three miles long. Mm-hmm. Um, when you could just grab the the basic that has three ingredients mm-hmm. and they're all natural. Um, yeah. Yeah. They were on to something. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, if you look at, you know, diabetes, heart disease and all that stuff, it started kicking in about five, ten years after the whole farming industrial complex mm-hmm. started up, you yep. know. So, yeah, maybe uh, maybe don't get most of your uh, calories from carbohydrates yeah, yeah. during the day. <laughs> Might be a bad idea. <clears throat> maybe not switch to the uh, margin, which is like some type of weird chemical concoction somebody yeah. made in a laboratory. Yeah. And just go back to butter, which is, you know, pretty natural. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, one of the big things I wanted to cover on this podcast was just getting started. You know, like we touched on a little bit before, um, the way that I got started and, you know, obviously it may not be the best for you, but the big thing to me was trying to keep my wife moving, you know, like all through her pregnancy, she worked out. Um, we had a little bit of a scare. Um, I want to say six months into the pregnancy, maybe seven months into the pregnancy to where we had a little bit of an issue and we kind of backed off on the weight training and just kept her on body weight training. It was nothing major, but we didn't know what was going on. And, you know, like whenever something happens and you don't know what's going on, you're scared to death anyways. Oh, Lord, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that story later on. That was a hell of a story that turned out to be nothing. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. 
but she stayed on her uh, body weight training. Um, we implemented a lot of the TRX exercises just because she had her hands on something. So, you know, balance was no issue because you've got both hands on something, whether you need it or not. <clears throat> um, the second thing was just keeping walking, just trying to stay moving, trying to stay active with our, uh, neighborhood setup. You know, we've got a nice big circle that you can walk around and we just go out and do laps in that. You know, whenever she got tired, we'd just stop back by the house and let her get some water or sit on the porch for a little bit. And then we'd go again, just trying to keep her active. Yeah, I mean, we, that's what we did. We had a, there was a track, I don't know, it was a couple of miles from the house where we used to live. And we would ride down there in the afternoons and evenings and mm-hmm. and get a couple mile walk in or whatever. Yeah. Or I would I would get a jog in while she did a walk. Um, that was a big thing was to move, um, you know just slow walking um and and it's good to slow down and just walk sometimes so (laughs) yeah yeah that's for sure um and as far as you know starting off in resistance training one of the best places to start people and how i start probably 90 percent of my clients who come in that haven't done any type of resistance training before is just body weight workouts no, I mean, people, they like to scoff at it because they love barbells and kettlebells, and I do too. I'm a huge fan of most tools. I say most. There's a couple out there that are just goofy. But, man, like, you can get a great body weight workout in no matter what your fitness level is. So one thing that I always suggest people do is, you know, obviously you want to learn proper technique, but YouTube is just such an amazing tool, and Google to where you can find proper technique and learn how to do it from home. You know, and right. just start out with your basics. Start out with squats, push-ups, jumping jacks, crunches. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be consistent. You just continuously do it. You know, start out with maybe 10 of everything and then do a round of 10 of everything and then take a break and do another round. You know, go three or four rounds. Then the next day, if that felt way too easy for you, bump it up to 15 of everything. Or if the push-ups felt a little difficult, maybe put your hands up on a cabinet or on a coffee table. That way you can make it a little less resistance until you get the form down. Yeah, I mean, bodyweight workouts are by far... body Bodyweight meta or Metcon workouts are by far my favorite workouts. Um, and that's because, I mean, I'm usually racing from January to november so really there's only a couple months in there where where i strength train you know hard and heavy Mm -hmm. um so you know you really don't want to be piling a bunch of strength training on weights yeah you know while you're trying to race it just really throws you off but um well i mean not only that but you don't want to put on much muscle mass while you're racing either yeah yeah um but yeah i mean google and youtube i mean there are so many variations to to body weight workouts and you can come up with so much stuff on your own yeah slap little workouts together and i mean you know like i said those are the ones i do at home um that that my son now does with me mm-hmm. we do you know uh 10 push-ups 10 sit-ups uh 20 crunches uh you know 10 burpees and then just continuously repeat it yeah. um until one of us falls over the floor you know um <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, that's that. Yeah, it kind of falls back to that whole uh, social media TV thing where everybody tells you you have to be in the gym. Mm-hmm. It really, I guess it goes. It's what your you know a your priorities, b what kind of time you have, and what is your goal. 
I mean, yeah, if definitely. your goal to be, if your goal is to be, you know, big and muscular and, and compete in bodybuilding contests, then you're going to have to be in the gym, putting time in the gym. Yep. But if your goal is to be lean and athletic or, or, or just fitting your clothes the way you want to, I mean, why not do bodyweight workouts at home? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I completely agree with that. And, uh, I mean, that's one thing too, as far as goal setting is why are you wanting to work out? If you just want to work out to get healthy, that's very easy. Like you said, if you're looking for, you know, sports performance or you're looking for bodybuilding or something like that, then yeah, you're probably going to have to get some resistance in there and get some weight training in there as well. But, um, one of the big things is just doing something, man. Yeah, like whenever yeah. you're wanting to start out, like you don't have to have a plan down. Sometimes you just have to show up, you know, that's it. and you can show up in your living room, you show up in the kitchen, wherever, you know, yep. get, pull your phone out, play some music and just hammer down on it. Try yeah. to have some fun. If your kid has a playground or, or a play set in the backyard, man, there's so many things you can do on those oh, yeah. pull-ups. And I yeah. mean, we have, we have one that old woodland we built years ago. And I mean, Obviously, he's 12, so he doesn't use it anymore. So yeah. I just took all the stuff off, and now I've got pull-ups and and all the stuff I want to do on it, TRX straps on it. So yeah. I have a little playground in my backyard that we go out and work out on on the weekends. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you can work. Realistically, you can work out anywhere. You can yeah. you can go to the grocery store, get out in the parking lot, and knock out <laughs> a Metcon workout right there in the parking lot yep. and kick your own ass. Mm-hmm. just as much as you can in the gym yeah yeah and i used to be a lot more into bodyweight training especially when i first started martial arts but i kind of moved away from it because you know i've got all these tools here in the gym that i work in so i kind of moved away from it but whenever the rona hit um our governor decided to shut everybody down for five weeks you know it's supposed to be two weeks and then it's like oh we're gonna stretch this out a little bit longer so I started doing a lot of my training online and some of them were even via Google Hangouts, like video chatting. So, man, I was like, okay, I got to, like, I got to set a plan for this. I know a lot of my clients don't have any equipment at home and I got to find a way to motivate them and figure out how to give them a great workout that's going to get them closer to goals. So I literally sat down over two days and I wrote out every single body weight exercise that I could remember and man, by the time I was done, I had three pages worth of exercises. I'm like, okay, I can make this work for anybody. Oh, yeah. Because you look at the modifications, you look at the various unilateral movements, bilateral movements, explosive movements, dynamic stretching. Like, there's a ton of exercises out there. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's hard to compile everything and know how to program everything together. But as long as you're getting a good full body workout, you're getting your heart rate up, then you're doing good. It may not get you exactly where you need to be, but you're going to learn along the way. Yeah, I mean, it goes, and like food, there are those staple exercises that that can kind of get you where, you know, yeah. push-ups, dips, and, mm-hmm. and squats. I mean, those are like the foundational exercises. Yeah. I mean, you want to get that, you want to get those pecs popping? Yeah. Bust out 100 push-ups. I mean, mm-hmm. do it every day. Yeah, push-ups yeah. one of the best upper body builders there is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, trust me, this is coming from a guy who, when I was, oh, geez, right before I got married, I think I weighed like 131 pounds. Yeah. I mean, a bird-chested dude. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have like a huge chest now, but I mm. have a chest, mm. but I didn't. And that yeah. was, I mean, that was like more just killing push-ups. You know, I, yeah, I yeah. worked out in the gym. I did 
you know, presses and everything else, but way more push-ups. And I love to do push-ups. I, yeah. I do them every day now. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, no, I was the same way. Um, funny story, me and my wife actually knew each other back in high school. We were real good friends back in high school. And when we were in high school, I was 125 pounds when we first met, and she weighed more than me. She was like 130 back then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, man, I was scrawny as could be back in high school, and I just absolutely hated that, and that's what turned me on to weight training. So you look, if you look at how long I've consistently been working out, it's been, what, 16 years? No, 18 years I've been consistently working out. So Yeah, so. That's what kind of pushed me into, and uh, I kind of, so I'll, I'll tell this story later on. I don't want to muddy up the first episode with it, but I kind of fell into personal training. I never wanted to be a personal trainer. Like that was my last career choice because I knew personal trainers and they absolutely hated working out. You know I mean? It just literally made them sour, whether they had bad clients or they weren't getting the clients they wanted. And it seemed like every personal trainer I knew absolutely hated being a personal trainer because it ruined fitness for them. I was like, Oh, I'm just never going to become a personal trainer. I love working out. I don't want it to like become a job and no yeah. longer a fun hobby, you know? Yeah, I did that one time. Yeah. You were yeah. a personal trainer? I was a pseudo personal trainer. Pseudo? What do you mean? I just worked at one of our local athletic clubs. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. I was like a trainer, but also put the chlorine in the pool and scrub the toilets and stuff, you know, gotcha. like that guy, like he kind of yeah. knows what he's doing, but he yeah. also cleaned the toilets. Yeah. No, I do yeah. the same thing, man. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is awful. Because I got those guys that are like, I'm programming, like giving them Metcon workouts. They're like, I just want to do that workout, you know, where I do like 10 push or uh, 10 bench press and I stand around for seven minutes and yeah. wait for my heart rate to go back down and I do yeah. 10 more. And I was like, oh, yeah. man, this isn't working. <laughs> I want to do that three hour workout. Do you have a plan for that one? Yeah, like yeah. where my phone is an hour and a half of it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is not going to work for me. Cause no, they were no. like, John, people are leaving. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you're running people off. I'm like, why? Cause you're working them out too hard. I was like, tell them to pick it up. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll just scrub the, uh, I'll just scrub the toilets from now on. You let somebody else train. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong, man, you're going to have those clients. I've, I'm fortunate now to kind of be at a place in my career to where I can pick and choose the clients I take on. But yeah, man, when you're a new trainer, dude, you're not getting the cream of the crop when it comes to clients. Oh yeah, I totally blew it. Yeah. You're getting the first person who comes through the door that yeah. you have time for. And that's not always fun, man. I had some uh, clients that literally thought I was their servant and I had some clients who are like, Oh, I don't care about your schedule. My time's more important. So you're going to make yourself available. Yeah, I'm like yeah, I can't do that. Sorry. Yeah, that's kind of what. Yeah, that's the way it was. It was like, yeah, this is how I used to work out when I was at the Y, and I was like, well, yeah, but that's why you look the way you do, yeah. and you're wanting to look like this, and I'm trying to get you there, but yeah. you're gonna have to listen to me. But I really want to do that. Well, then you're gonna you're gonna look exactly like you do now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't want to stand here for an hour and a half and mm. and watch you twiddle your thumbs like. If we're going to work out, let's work out. If you're talking, you're not working hard enough, you know? Like, Yeah. So, yeah. I, I kind of blew my chance at being a personal trainer. I stick with being an athlete. Yeah. Or, well, now I'm more like a almost four-year-old dude that's just, you know, I just do stuff. 
because I like it. I mean, that's the best place to be, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, being a sponsored athlete is cool, but whenever you just like, eh, I'm not going to do this race, I'm going to do that one. Yeah, you it's kind of nice, and it's, you can still, you know, still have a couple of little uh, sponsors and folks who uh, who support me yeah. with, uh, with stuff. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. I just give them a little shout out here and there and wear their stuff to races, but yeah, it's, the demand is way easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. What was the race that you just completed? That's what, last weekend or weekend before? Yeah, we did this past weekend. Uh, we did a, it was a Rona race because it was. <laughs> a Rona race? It was one of those races that when the Rona came, got postponed. It was actually one of the races we do in uh, March, I think. Usually okay. every year we do this race. Uh, it's called the, uh, what is it called? Oh, it's called Seven Sisters, the Seven Sisters race. And it's in uh, Black Mountain, North Carolina. Um, and it's usually right before my birthday. Um, and it's usually snowing. Every year I think it's pretty much snowed. At least it may not snow at the start, but by the time I get to elevation, it's snowing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we uh, this weekend we did it, or this past weekend, we had to do it virtually because of the Rona, um, which I actually enjoyed uh, yeah. more, more so than doing it on race day. Really? Just because... There was, they pulled out all the stops. You had to be 100% self-sufficient, you know. Oh, so you had no aid stations. No aid stations. No, no trail markings. No nothing. Wow. You had to take a map, know where to start, and know the trail. Um, yeah. And, and to me, that's that's part of trail running and, and hiking and being out in the wilderness is, you know, being self-sufficient. Yeah. So you carry, you have to know to carry enough water. You have to know to the proper how much food you're going to take or yeah. you have to know where you can filter water if you run out of water you know those things mm-hmm. um and, and of course it's different because in march it's usually 60 degrees is the high if it gets that high and yeah. then we're running it in 88 90 degree weather so oh. um so did yeah. you have like a set day that you had to do it on or they yeah, just give you like a yeah, there was like two two weeks you had to do it in that in that area oh, okay within two gotcha. weeks um and you know, track it all, and then turn it in at the end. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was fun. That's nice. So when you say elevation, what's the elevation of Seven Sisters? I think that one, that one only total was like it was like five thousand feet of gain. Oh, okay, that's not too so bad. Not crazy, crazy. Yeah. What was the overall distance? Uh, fifteen-ish. Fifteen. Miles, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, a lot of uphill, and then of course turn around and come back downhill. <laughs> I hate the downhill part. I really go uphill all day. Yeah, man. That downhill, that's what destroyed, well, it's not what destroyed me. A lack of training is what destroyed me when I did the Grand Further Mountain. But the downhill is what destroyed my knees. Yeah. Take note. Take note, young athletes. When you get old, going downhill hurts badly. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't really tickle for younger athletes either. (laughs) Yeah, the uphill, man. Uphill burns, but that's the muscle. The downhill, that hurts the joints. Oh, yeah. 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 And minor, yeah, it takes it takes me a little longer to get out of bed the next morning mm-hmm. now than it used to. So, yeah, so yeah everything that people told me back in the day is all coming true. <laughs> 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 but I've done a lot of stupid stuff with my body in the past. So yeah, man, that's uh, unfortunately the uh, mistakes you make when you're young are the uh, questionable training practices. Oh, yeah. they don't just go away yeah. when you get older. You're like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember what I did that knee 20 years ago. Yep. I remember when I wanted to be a, a bull rider and yeah. uh, 
Oh yeah, there's that back. I I know what that's from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never got into the bull riding. I still want to get on like a practice bull one day. I did a lot of horse riding back I when can, I was younger, just growing up in Vail, everybody had horses, so you had to know how to ride a horse. Man, I don't know if I want to at this point. It's I like, ain't gonna lie. Well, the Rona messed it up, but yeah. uh, once things get back to normal, it might cost you 10 bucks, but yeah, you can go to the practice pen, get on the bull. <laughs> might cost a lot more than 10 bucks, well, just man, not you money. Sign a, you got to sign <laughs> a waiver for that. But. Yeah, yeah, I watched a couple of my friends have some uh, not-so-fun encounters with bulls <laughs> in the past. So. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of what uh, a buddy of mine uh, had his... his uh, face mangle he had to get a titanium plate uh put in his face and his ocular bone was broken so he had to get titanium there um yeah that was when we were traveling doing that stuff every weekend and i watched him get take a hit to the face man or more than one hit to the face and uh man i'll tell you what though he had grip he got up and walked that off and started walking down the road like nothing happened but uh yeah that one kind of kind of steered me in another direction (laughs) i was like maybe i'm not gonna maybe i'm not gonna make a career out of this yeah no joke so now i talk about it my wife she's just like you're an idiot you're stupid you're not doing that but you're an idiot you know she reminds me that a lot so yeah i don't see how you just walk that off yeah man he did he we actually even not only did we walk it off but we go to the hospital we take the guy to the hospital he didn't have insurance, so they wouldn't even talk to him. So then after he, he got so mad, he's like, well, let's go get some breakfast because it was, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So we went to the restaurant and got breakfast. Dude's over there eating steak and eggs like it was nothing. You know, faces swollen. And, I mean, yeah, he was tough. He was one of the toughest of the gun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not me. No, I'm good. I like my and face was, the way it is. He was a beast in the gym, too. Yeah. Good Lord. Guy could lift some weights. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Uh, so we kind of covered most of what I wanted to get covered today. Um, I don't know. You got anything else? So we were like, what, getting started? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just get off your ass. Yeah, that's the big thing. <laughs> you know, a step one. Sit down. Uh, figure out your priorities. Uh, figure out your schedule. Um, and come up and figure out what your goals are, because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just gonna. If you don't set any goals, then you're not going to stick with it. Um, mm. You know, I mean, the priorities are a big one. Because um, I can be honest with you, when 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 our our son was born and when my wife was pregnant, um, <laughs> I was not uh, around as much as I should have been. Yeah. Um, because you know, I was I was caught up in the race world. I was racing every weekend, training three, four days a week, you know. I actually remember right right before he was born, we were we were right in that area, that window of time when it could happen, you know. Yeah. And we were actually on a training ride and we would we left from here in Hickory and we were all out into Lincoln County. Yeah. Um and this was after work of course, so it's like six, seven o'clock and there was yeah. actually a tornado that touched down not too far from where we were at trying to come back in and it was one of those moments where it scared the crap out of you first of all yeah but then i started to think like my wife's at home i'm like probably 50 miles away right now yeah and she could go into labor at any moment and i'm out here so yeah priorities and 
Priorities, schedule, and goals. Those are the things that I would look at, you know, strongly. Just sit down and write them out. Um, I know it sounds like a lot just to go to the gym or just to to be mm-hmm. to get in shape or be healthy, but you know, it's real easy to. And I see it a lot. I mean, uh, especially newbies, it's real easy to get caught up in all the hype uh, of whatever it is you're doing, whether it's mountain biking, cycling, or that stuff. And totally forget priorities. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of guys now, a lot of friends and stuff, they'll get into, oh, I'm getting back into biking or I'm getting back into working out. Well, that's cool. Um, let's go do this this weekend. Let's go do this uh, next weekend. Let's go do this. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I've kind of got my stuff figured out. You know, I get up yeah. and I get up on the weekends at five, four thirty, five o'clock. I go get a run in. I'm coming home and got breakfast made for the family by the time I get out of bed. Um, so yeah, just don't get, you know, don't get caught up too much in, in whatever goal it is you're setting to forget your priorities. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the big issues too, especially with endurance athletes. I mean, you know, a lot of your training sessions aren't going to be 15, 20 minutes, you know, they're going to be a couple hours long because the race you're doing may be all day long. If you're doing triathlon then you're literally looking at a full day. Yeah. And I mean, that's, and that's the thing, like. Pick one thing, mm-hmm. um, because I like I said I did I did a lot of different things. I was doing a lot of different things, and when you're like doing triathlon, you're still doing a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but I was doing so much that there wasn't time to do the stuff I should have been doing. Um, and like I said, I got caught up in the hype of it. Yeah. Um, that's real easy to do. Uh. And, and that's why now I, most of mostly I run. I mean, I've mm-hmm. figured out that you know for me to stay lean and fit, um, I can run thirty, forty miles a week, mm-hmm. um, and that's perfect for me. And I can yeah. still go out and run a you know a fifty k or a fifty miler. Yeah. Um, on that on those miles. Yeah. And still run it comfortably. I'm not you know I'm not not 20 anymore so i'm not really winning races i really don't care it's more about going out with my crew now and yeah enjoying nature mm-hmm. um but yeah like i can't i get so many guys or so many friends that call me or send me texts and they're like hey we're going we're going for a bike ride uh yeah. sunday and i'm like well i'm running saturday and sunday's my day off i take sunday off and it's all, you know, it's all family day, maybe whatever. It's laying around the house or hiking or something. It's yeah. just usually family. Um, but, you know, they'll be like, well, bag the run. Let's go ride. I'm like, okay, well, how long is the ride going to take? Oh, five hours. I'm like, what time are you starting? <laughs> nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, dude. I want to be done by nine o'clock. Yeah. So if I run three hours, my butt's getting up at, at five and I'm running at six. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. I want to be done. And, I mean, I work 40, 50 hours a week, so my family time is is limited. Yeah. Um, so I, just, I had to schedule around that and make sure I was actually given given the time to family that it, was, that it deserved. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's uh, one thing that I kind of already had planned out, but I didn't realize how hard it was going to hit me because, you know, we do our evening jujitsu classes at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. But, man, ever since... You know, whenever he was born, I kind of had to, like, sit down with the head instructor, Jason Beber, um, here. 
And I told him, you know, like, I'm kind of going to have to be slacking evening classes. You know, I'm going to show up for every morning class that I can because I kind of set my schedule up with my clients around the morning classes. So I go to that. So I literally had to switch from, okay, I'm not doing morning classes. I'm just going to do evening classes to, oh, well, okay, you know, we don't have childcare. And with my wife trying to get everything done, making sure Raylan's fed and happy and everything else, I really need to be there for the first couple of months or, you know, first six, seven months anyways. So I slacked off big time on the evening classes and just started coming to the morning classes. Realized that my schedule didn't accommodate that too well. So I talked to a couple of the guys who work second shift and now we have like little kind of open mats throughout the week to where I can still get plenty of training in for that as well. You know, like I said, working out and running, I have no problem with that because I can do that in between clients whenever. But you can't do jujitsu by yourself. So you kind of have to have a training partner lined up to come oh, yeah. in. So Yeah, I mean that's and God, you're you know, whoever your crew is or whoever you decide to work out with or whatever, you know, mm. it's they kinda I don't know. I I've aligned myself with people that, that have kind of the same priorities that I do and yeah. the same situation, I guess, that mm-hmm. I do, situation, home situations or whatever. Um, so, you know, we're kind of doing our thing together, but then, you know, we're, we're, I guess, using each other to keep each other in check, oh, yeah. you know? Um, and, and that's one thing I, I, I tell so many people, I'm like, man, I was like, I just, can't give up that much of this time because yeah. I've given it up for so many years and I'm trying not to be that guy anymore. So, yeah. I got you, man. That's the important stuff. Yeah, and that's one of the bad things about having single friends with no kids is they always come up with all these great ideas you really want to do, but then you're like, nah, man, like the family has to come first. You know, I got to yeah. get that family time in too. You know, I was working long hours this week. I already did a lot of training this yeah. week. You know, promised the wife would take the kid out somewhere this week. You know, mm-hmm. so you kind of, I really like what you said about priorities. That's just definitely an important thing. Yeah. I mean, like I said, my kid is 12 and he has, that's the one thing I'll say about this whole virus corona thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the quarantine lockdown. The quarantine lockdown. Yeah. It saddens me that it took this much to get people to slow down. Yeah. and stop mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of people haven't they're yeah. too busy caught up in the moment raising hell about what's going on to see that you were realistically given and there's a lot of terrible stuff that comes with it with people without jobs and and all that stuff but i'm a firm believer in sometimes you have to look for the good you have to look for right. that moment and for me and I, and I trust i've been at work every day since the thing started we didn't mm-hmm. slow down a bit um, but of course, you know, my wife or my wife and son, they've been home the whole time. Um, but it really gave people an opportunity to stop. I mean, there wasn't sports going on, no kids sports, no school mm-hmm. sports and nothing, none of yeah. that stuff that has like gone batshit crazy in the last 15 years Yeah, where that's all people do yeah. is go, 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 go. And that's, I, I that's the one thing I think for a lot of people and for me especially is being able to just get off work, get a workout in mm-hmm. and just go home yeah. and play a board game or cook together mm-hmm. or family movie time or just go hiking or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, that's all that stuff you couldn't do most of the time because you were busy doing something else most of the time. 
they're running here, running there. So I think, you know, um, and generally I'm a pessimist, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I think with this whole thing, that's one of the biggest things that, that our biggest takeaways that's been good. I mean, hell, they're talking about Walmart's going to be closed at, at Thanksgiving this year. Well, oh, that's good. What? Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, we used to go out, you know, that night and ride around look at Christmas lights and nothing was open. Yeah. But now everything in the world is open, yeah. you know, and they're saying, oh, that's not going to happen this year due to the coronavirus. I'm like, well, hey, we're kind of turning it back a little bit and, and people are slowing down and maybe people will just decide I'm going to stay home at Thanksgiving and do what we did 20 years, 25 yeah. years ago when I was a kid. We all hung out at home and spent time together. Um, so I think that's the big, the big, uh, big takeaway from this whole thing. Uh, and it's certainly slowed down even my lifestyle. I mean, we're, I mean, we've upped our running miles, but it's all early morning or right after work stuff that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then there's no, I mean, we don't have any races other than these virtual things we're making up now. Yeah. But there's not been that whole, well, I got to race this weekend, got to race next weekend. And, um, so yeah. And it's, Oddly enough, I'm actually, I think this year, I'm in, I'm in probably the best shape I've been in a couple of years. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> a, lot right. of, a lot of mumbo jumbo there. <laughs> no, you're good. All right, man. Well, I think that's uh, about it for me. You got anything else to add on that one? No, yeah, I think I mumbled long enough. <laughs> no, you did great, man. All right, dude. Um, I guess that's it for us. Thank you for listening to the podcast and hopefully we'll be talking to you soon. Check you later. See you.